You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 111, 2021 questions, an Eric Larson interview. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that doesn't buy into conspiracy theories, but does find it odd that there's been no mention of birds in the historical record before the year 2002. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Savage Fincast. Uh, We got a very special and packed episode for you. We got Eric Larson on again. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Ant, which which, uh, we should have done a while back, but we're getting into it now. Uh, we're sure to talk about many other things concerning Savage Dragon in the the year uh, that has now passed. And then uh, later after the interview, we're going to talk about our own thoughts about Savage Dragon in the year 2021. So uh, let's get right into that interview, shall we? Let's do it. So we are joined by Eric Larson. Once again, it's been a long time. Uh, Eric uh, Raven did the research. Apparently we haven't had you on since like mid-2020. It's a real big oversight on our part definitely wanted to have you on earlier because we wanted to talk about ant for a while uh okay two issues are out feels like we dropped the ball on that one apologies uh but it is great to have you on again finally all right well it's really great so go ahead should we just jump right into some of our ant questions and talk about ant first of of everything yeah, man, let's have an ant attack. <laughs> Do you have you want to start off, Jim, or you want me to go ahead? I mean, we, I mean, we have talked about you know we know the impetus of the the ant project and all, but how do how do you feel it's been going? Uh, you know, starting the way you did with issue twelve, then going into the uh, the series itself with issue one. Is it has it kind of worked out the way you'd hoped? Um. Kind of. I, I, do, I don't actually like having there be, I mean, uh, kind of more, what I was thinking was that this issue 12 would work as an issue 12 for both runs in the book. Yeah, we saw, we saw that in the back matter when we talked about issue, issue so, 12. So I was, was sort of coming into this going, oh, that'll be cool. And at the same time, I'm kind of going, yeah, that would kind of suck. Because <laughs> it it really makes it so that you're constantly having to think. Well, wait a minute. What was established by that point, and what wasn't, and what did I say? And and it's like, God damn it! Why do I do this sort of thing to myself? Didn't didn't you say at some point you're going to make it almost like loop back? So like you're going to tie back into a like issue twelve as the ongoing, and then 
kind yeah, of. Yeah, that was kind of the idea. Would would be like it'll sort of like when I uh, tied Graphic Fantasy in with Savage Dragon. That mm-hmm. I kind of had that as my my mile marker. Like I'm eventually going to get to this place where I remember leaving it off as a kid, and then I can take it from there and go whatever direction I want to go. Which you know at the time was like, oh, this would be super cool. And then uh, all the time that I was doing the book, I was like, God, how am I going to make all this how this work? And how's this going? gonna have everything in the right place that it needs to be in and stuff like that and same thing with with having the flash forward with with uh wild star it's like right oh, crap, man. I, was, I was gonna that mention that is like something that you set yeah. up well in advance and that it took yeah. years and years it was to... like so far ahead and then you know al gordon's sitting there with wild star going i never get to use the character so i don't want him to be an old man <laughs> I mean, we're never, he'll never get to the point of being an old man. So I had, then I had to come up with some way that he would be turning into an old dude in order to make it even work. So it was like, all right, this thing's a mess. We loved but, it. We loved it so much. <laughs> I'm glad it worked, but it, it was definitely one of those like, oh, this is going to be a problem. And also, by the time I got there, I kind of realized, yeah, Malcolm doesn't, look enough like the Malcolm that I forwarded to. So in terms visually, it didn't quite work. And I'm thinking that that's going to be a problem with, with ant going forward. Cause when you first start drawing a character, um, you don't really have it dialed in yet. And it takes a few months, a few issues before you're comfortable, uh, drawing that character. You know, so right. I'm thinking, God, I might get there. She, I could really be drawing her very different. And so, just starting in issue twelve would just be kind of like a tonal shift from what you did at like oh, yeah, it's issue eleven. Kind of weird. It's, yeah, like suddenly you're going, oh, now she's skinny again. She was getting pretty chunky there for a while. What the hell? <laughs> you know, or something like that, or or. I haven't quite figured out how I was going to draw her hair yet and probably still will take a few issues before I get to the point where I'm super comfortable doing that. But yeah, it's all yeah. things that you, we've seen with the regu- the original dragon character starting off kind of skinny yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, or the fin. Yeah. And he had his fin was all over the place and sometimes it's doing, and doing crazy stuff. And then as it progressed, like, oh, I, you know, uh, when I was doing the crossover with the turtles, Michael Dooney was like, I thought I had it figured out when drawing that <laughs> fin that you'd, you'd settled on uh, seven different sections. And I was like, I hadn't even thought that there would be a, a set number. I was kind of thinking of it like the thing's rocks. Like, you don't really, like, nobody's sitting there going, wow, his shoulders has too many rocks in it this month. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it. you know, the closer we get to it, the more sections there are. And the farther we are, the fewer sections there are. You know, but now I'm just like, ah, it's just five. Just keep it consistently five. And it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, it hasn't been as smooth as I like. Um, there's also stuff where I'm having to draw covers way ahead of time. Right. And um, that's always a weird thing because 
you're sitting there going, well, what am I going to feel like drawing in a month or two or three or four, as the case may be? And then you get there and it's like, oh, crap, why did I, why did I do that? I really needed another issue to set all that stuff up. So, whatever. Now, is, is Jack Morelli going to be lettering Ant going forward as well now? Yeah. Yep. Did that did that cause like any hiccup in schedule changing in in that way? And I know I think you have a few issues right completed at this point, and they're just kind of ready to go, uh, right? I wish. Oh really? <laughs> no. No, never, <laughs> never. It's pretty much what you see is what's done. Yeah. Um, and almost at any time, I'm I'm a I'm into issue two, but I'm not done with issue two as we speak. And then, I, I wish I was done with issue two. I never met a comic artist who actually maintained a buffer. You you might have a buffer of like, you know. I, I had this this glorious little window when I was working during the pandemic when it first had started, where I was building time, and I was like, oh, I'm getting more and more ahead. This is this is awesome. Every issue is taking me about three weeks, and. I'm going to get to that point where, I, where I've always wanted to be, where I'll draw an issue and then I'll draw the cover after I'm done drawing the issue because that, that's, that'll be awesome. Then I can just make it up as I go and then draw the cover like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. So here's the best cover scene from the issue. And then I hit that comic strip issue and it all just, <laughs> just fell apart. It's just a complete disaster because that thing – that took forever, and then uh, I made the I made a huge mistake of showing one of the strips to somebody who took real offense at it, and then I ended up uh, having to jettison the strip that I had done and come up with a new one to take its place. Oh, no Oh, that was that was bad news because I actually knew somebody worked on comic strips and be like, oh, this will be cool. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> they were not receptive to that whatsoever. It's oh. like, oh, okay. let's let's not do that. <laughs> so there's another strip that I drew out that uh, you know maybe maybe. Once that person dies, I can be like, oh, I, I did this one. <laughs> did you try passing the strips by all the living artists? Or No, I didn't. Okay. I learned my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Always I ask for forgiveness. Like, you know, better, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh, better to ask for forgiveness than for permission because, yeah, it's just a disaster. Yeah. Once you know? And I don't, I don't really know that many of the people anyway, which – and trying to track them down would be be kind of crazy was was the cartoonist offended by the joke or just that you were uh, using the style uh it was the joke yeah, yeah. it was the, it was the <laughs> material it was it was really the material and it was just there's just no two ways so <laughs> <laughs> my mind oh, well. is going but my mind is going places man places and i kind of don't want to say because i don't it doesn't serve any purpose right 
Quick, uh, let me throw this in here real quick. You've mentioned before this issue of um, not enjoying having uh, an albatross hanging over your head with the covers um, that you have to draw in advance and then, you know, work an issue around it. Um, but Savage yeah. Dragon has had two variants for a good little clip now. Had you given any thought to potentially only soliciting one cover and instead of just having the other variant be like retro trade, just draw that, have that cover be your after the issue is done cover. And that way you can solicit just the cover you do in advance and a to be announced cover. Cause I've seen that in previews where they're yeah. like, Oh, variant to be announced. And it's like, you know, that way people can just order not even knowing what the hell it is. That way you get to have your cake and sort of eat it too. Um, the problem with that is it would add another cover that I would have to draw. Yeah, or even yeah. Yeah. two covers. And then it's like, it's that's just another page that's another day that makes it so things are that much later and that much further behind. Fair enough. Just make everything. I've, I've done some, cover. some covers, uh, some swaps with people, and eventually we'll see some of those because it, like, I did a cover for uh, Geiger, and so right. Gary Frank and I are uh, swapping covers, so there'll be a Gary Frank cover at some point. Nice. And um, I just did a, I just did a couple other covers that I don't think have been announced yet, so I'll have a, a couple other guy artists do variants at some point, and they'll be like, oh, well, what do you know? Okay, cool. But again, you know, they since they haven't shown them, um, it's like uh, I guess I can't show them before they show them. So <laughs> that'll, that'll be fun to keep an eye out for. So yeah. you, you tell me we're gonna get a Chris Samney uh, Savage Dragon cover? Um, that one was a little. That would be that would definitely be cool. But yeah, since that deal was kind of struck with uh, Robert Kirk. <laughs> And I don't really want him to draw a cover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can draw, but it's like, that's not fair, right? <laughs> <laughs> Understood. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I think, um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember you saying that Ant number three is going to basically be kind of like the Ant's point of view of spawn 265 is that yeah there's a bunch of pages that won't be in there because they just have uh they just have um you know spawn and so right. it's like i'm gonna be doing my version of him and his al simmons in his apartment or or whatever so we'll get the other side of how she got into the battle with uh, King Spider and stuff like that, uh, and then so that 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 then I can drop in a few pages for from Spawn. Um, so that's that that'll save me a little bit of time, right? <laughs> but it's not like there's a huge huge chunk of that that I could just use. So it's not as much as I would hope. And then um, when it comes to an issue with 
Malcolm in it uh, because the styles of those are so different. I'll ha I would have to redraw some of that. So that didn't. So it's like okay, I've got the layouts for a couple pages that I'll use there, but I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to just use that completely transferred over. Ah. So it's still cool though. I think to kind of have like a spawn guest spot kind of draw some maybe some readers of spawn into the the new ant book yeah. too and also check that out well yeah that's kind of the, the the hope and all that stuff of using guest stars at all like hey come right in well but um it seemed like ants gone over pretty well uh when the it, when that so. yeah. issue one came out i heard some re decent buzz about it uh from yeah uh, you know the internet it's gone up relatively well yeah i'm i'm sad that uh it it hit kind of right at the point where I just hit a creative wall on uh, I mean my it, comics have not been coming out very frequently of late and it's just I I just got to a point where I had just terrible uh, writer's block and it was just like well this is coming at a very opportune time. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, how how do, how does one get through this? And it's like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't I don't have a good answer to how one does that. But uh, staring at a blank sheet of paper doesn't seem to be the, the way. <laughs> that is the worst right. thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've got. There's always other crap I can do. It's like, oh, I've got letters pages that I that need to get done, so I'll work on that, and I'll sketch in my sketchbook, and let's go for a walk and stuff like that. And it's like, well, none of that's getting the book done. Right. Is this kind of? I don't recall. Well, I guess I don't recall you ever having kind of a writer's block like you mentioned before and maybe you just have not said it publicly or anything like that is this something uh, new this is for kind you? of first this is a new one for me um i didn't really i've i've had periods where when i was the publisher at image where i had so much other crap that needed to get done right i i couldn't devote as much time to doing the book so there were a couple of pretty bleak years there um but this is the first where I'm sitting here going, what the hell am I doing here? And, and sometimes, too, there's stuff gets done that you just don't see. Or yeah. it's like, um, you know, I, there's two ant covers that I've drawn and one that I even colored that those, those aren't going to see print. Um, I mean, they may see print as "look at this fucked up thing," but they're not. They don't <laughs> see print as as actual covers on the book. But it's like you know, I try. I did one with with Ant and Daredevil that just it just didn't work. It just wasn't very good. So, and then I didn't want to have the Spawn uh, in the book like with issue three. That, that seemed like that was a little too early. But I, um, but I did some other cover for three, and it was not, not good. It was just some hair fighting, some made up character, and it's just like this character doesn't look cool, and it's not a cool cover. 
and the deadline is looming if I'm going to solicit this thing right now. So I guess I'll just kind of do a different version of this spawn cover. And it's, that's at least something I can do. So yeah, it's, it's not all fun and games kids. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that, um, the, the block has been coming, you know, primarily from ant or dragon or both. Um, it's been, it's been both. It wasn't really like I can do this and not do that. It, it mm-hmm. really was a, a thing of, I don't know what the hell I can do on either of these things. And I'm, you know, I'm just trying to slug my way through it. I was trying to work on, on, dragon and ant simultaneously it would be like oh i'll do a page of this and then i'll do a jump back over here and it's like well this is just extending both of these like a crazy amount um yeah and it's like i don't i don't even know that uh, talking through anything helps in any way but it's like you know trying trying to get through it I gotta say, we we were pretty surprised when we learned that you had writer's block after reading 260. I think I, I hope I'm not putting words in the other guy's mouth, but I remember like being like, "Really?" He had like I was expecting this, you know, 260 to be kind of a drag, and maybe it was not very good. And we enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, there was just so much that was going on, and I think that Savage Dragon at this point with where the characters are and the supporting cast is, if there's just it's at it's it's kind of at a similar period where I enjoyed the original Dragon when there were just almost too many characters, but it was like a soap opera yeah. where it's flashing everywhere of uh, who's yeah, doing what. Like, Here we're over there. It's all all over the place. It's just well, what's Freak Force up to? Let's let's check out over here. It's like oh yeah, this it's chaotic and it's fun and and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going. How am I going to make this fit? It's got to fit in 20 pages. I got to, oh, I can't do that. That's difficult, yeah. can't do this. I can't do that. Um, I'll pencil a scene out and it's like, oh, I can't spend two pages doing this. I got to consolidate this down to one somehow. So there ends up being tons and tons and tons of stuff that I've done uh, that, you know, I can't use. It's like there is this uh, page in uh, – 261 that that uh was initially two pages and it and it just was like i can't i can't i I don't have the room to make this two pages i've got to make this one somehow and then you know sometimes it really affects the page turn by taking something that was going to be two that suddenly is going to be one and and I'm, you know, very conscientious about what's on the left hand side and what's on the right hand side when I'm doing all this stuff. So, right. you know, it's like this has to be a right hand side because it's to be continued, and this has to be a left hand side because it's picking up from something, you know. So, Jesus Christ, I'm killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, are you gonna make them with a thought this was all supposed to get easier as i get older you know and and (laughs) what ends up happening is is you don't you don't want to do the same thing that you've done before 
Right. And so eventually you run out of stuff that you haven't done before. And that becomes its own set of problems. Like, oh, I've done this kind of a punch shot a million times. Well, it's a different way of approaching this. Like, <laughs> how have I know? Well, how I, do I do that? It probably gets easier for most cartoonists, but since you've drawn 260 pages of the same, you know, title, <laughs> yeah, it's super well, difficult for you. Well, it's that, and and it's and it's so it all just accumulates too. Where you're going, I don't know what characters are still alive anymore, <laughs> and I, and and you know, it's like I got this this vicious circle jerk coming up, and I'm sitting there going, I got okay, let's let's get all the vicious circle guys together, and let's have it be a big hootenanny with all these dudes. It's like, well, who's alive? <laughs> Who's not alive? What do their goddamn costumes look like? And, you know, using the wiki some and then going back and forth. And it's like, oh, I've never established this guy's legs. I've only, <laughs> only shown him from this angle. We've never seen this guy's back. We don't know what this guy looks like. And then we got to give color notes for Nico's on, on absolutely everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. sending him files and stuff. And then realizing how many of my characters are visually redundant of each other and just going, am I really going to have six different guys with different color skins who've all got horns on their heads all hanging out together? You know, I just did this issue that had a torment in it. Am I going to have there be two other guys who've got little heads growing out of their, <laughs> out of their head in the very next issue? That's no good. So, all right, let's let's avoid a couple of those guys and not have them show up as part of this gang. You know, on the other hand, it'd be nice to go, oh, let's kill these son of a bitches off so I don't have this redundancy. <laughs> but, whatever, you know. <laughs> I painted myself into this corner. You don't complain about Um you know, and then some of it's like, I don't know where I'm going with this. What, what the hell? This is, you set your, you're, you're going down this slide and you're going somewhere and it's like, where the hell am I going with this? It's supposed to, it's just supposed to build up to something and pay off in some way. I don't know. It's uh, wild. It's wild because, you know, we do these shows. This is kind of going to be a little bit of a, like a year in review as well. And I went back, I read everything today that came out this year. And the funny thing about it, Eric, is that like, you know, even as we read them and do the FinCast, sometimes you can, as a reader, feel like a sort of a disparate, like disconnect. But then like, man, when you read it all at once, it feels like seamless. I mean, it's perfect how yeah. it's crazy how perfect it connects. And I was just like, God damn, like Savage Dragon. Like, I know you. I know you say you're flying by the seat of your pants every issue, but I mean, hell, if I can tell. Yeah, I, I, no, this, I, I, I definitely. Well, you know that you're going down that that track though, because you've set all this stuff up. So it's like I know this needs to pay off in something, but there's there's certain things too that I'm like, okay, well, I don't know where this particular thing is going. And then there's other stuff that it's like, I know, you know, and, and there's some big macro stuff that, you know, going down the series, like, well, I know I eventually want 
Amy to be doing this, and I want Tyrone to be doing this, I want Jack to be doing this, and Maddie's got to look like this, and you know, and, you, and you've got those sort of like big picture plans, mm-hmm. and then and, and a lot of the minutia be, becomes the, the the stumbling block where you're going, okay, well I know I want to get there, but I got to do what's for lunch today, <laughs> you know? Sure, and that. That can become another thing. You'd like, uh, I don't know. What are, what are we doing here? What's going on? I really think, though, like since 250, you've been doing such a great balancing act between bringing in old fan favorites, whether it's, you know, Vicious Circle and uh, Mako and Thor, then sprinkling in brand new characters like Walter or North Force and even bringing back like Malcolm kind of reoccurring characters like Torment and stuff like that. And it's just, it's been so fun. I, I you know, I was again shocked <laughs> that you had writer's block because it seemed like since 250 that you've been having so much fun with this comic with Paul coming back. Paul's been such a great addition to the book oh, yeah. um, and, and the dynamic there. I love uh, how much Malcolm hates him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so annoyed with him. <laughs> just resents that he exists. It's like, God damn it. We had a funeral for you and everything. It's like, ah. But it's so great. I mean, that's such a great dynamic that, you know, he's not just accepting him. It makes it super interesting. <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that part's working, I think. Malcolm, like me, is waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, We'll get there. <laughs> I think Paul was great uh, as an addition to the cast, though, because he's, you know, for I think a lot of those old Savage Dragon guys who can't move past, you know, Dragon was the cop, Dragon's the star of this book. You get to sort of have that Dragon feeling, but also Paul brings so much new to the book. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Masterstroke, man, bringing it in. <laughs> well, because he's got a, like, his own supporting cast that we'd never met before. Mm-hmm. It, right. You know, so it's like, oh yeah, I gotta go talk to my buddy Joseph Strange. It's like, see what he's up to. Like, what? Who is this guy? And then well, a bunch of his guys weren't weren't even around. And then, um, yeah, Dart in his reality was called Poison Dart. So when he when he refers to Dart, so occasionally he'll call her Poison Dart. That's, then, uh, that's stuff we love. <laughs> we love that. Stuff. <laughs> well, it, it's it's huge for like super savage dragon nerds that have been around and just eat up this kind of backstory stuff. It's also, I think, fun for the newer cast or I mean, the newer readers that you know yeah. want to see dragon. It's I also think. nice that I published uh, those two graphic fantasies, so those yeah. are out there for people who really just want to read that stuff. It's like. Oh no, that actually exists now as a thing that you can read. Yeah, that was great. I mean, every even down to like the same paper stock. So it's for those of us now can't afford a copy of that. Yeah, we still have it's that just in our like collection. Nobody. Who can afford that stuff? Well, it, it's know? funny I, because back issues of Savage Dragon in general are just becoming like that. I feel like for newer readers, like anything after two hundred now is like. 10 to 20 bucks a pop for a bag issue. I can't find stuff <laughs> like after 60 sometimes cheap. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild, though, how how much the market has picked up on that. And hopefully that's translating to sales of current issues of people getting interested in the in, in the current comic. But it is nice. I mean, as much as I hate to see those prices go up, in a way it's nice because it translates to yeah. people purchasing the comic. Yeah, and unfortunately I'm kind of blowing it by not having my book out every month. Because that, that's the one thing that hurts sales more than anything is when you're suddenly, your book is running late. Yeah. Because stores will be like, oh, I haven't had one of these in a while. Let's, let's cut back on this. And it's like, oh, that's not, that's not good for me in the long term. Yeah, it's probably uh, always harder to get it back yeah. once it's gone. And it's, yeah, and it's always like the pressure of, got to get it out, got to get it out, go, go, go. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> are we expecting a 261 by the end of this year i think it's i think just because of the, um, the way printing is and and uh the holiday season i think it becomes january even though uh, even though i've turned it in yeah What's well, the other thing? Um, there, there's still a paper shortage on right now, right? That's still like a yeah. Thing. There's a paper shortage, and 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 Christmas is always screwed up because the printers will end up taking uh, a couple weeks off right around Christmas, and um, so that messes everything up. And this this stuff doesn't get fed through as as quickly as it can. Every year, Christmas is just a pain in the ass. Honestly. Yeah. Have you noticed problems too with like the distributors and stuff with all that shakeup? Um, I I haven't seen it on my end uh, so much, but you know when I talk to retailers, like yeah, we're getting books from Marvel and they're all damaged because those guys don't know what the hell they're doing, and all these DC books are problems. But you know, Diamond kind of had that part dialed in so books arrive from diamond gachet right Hopefully. one of the questions i have for you is i know like in the past few years uh a bunch of your comics have gone back for second prints i think most recently ant 12 had a second print and then i'm reading uh that image has got a new policy that they're not doing second prints anymore what what are your thoughts on that i mean it seems like <laughs> yes. i'm I'm not happy about that and uh and i kind of found out about it after the fact like oh we're not doing this anymore it's like okay well are we gonna print the shit out of every issue we put out now because are we going to just overprint by a thousand copies because it just seems is the logic that by you know, by assuming that reprints are coming down the line, it 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 lets comic shops under order, and so this should is supposed I, to like incentivize orders. Part, yeah, I guess it's part of it. It's like, come on, you guys. So maybe order they should make more. that policy for like issue ones, but sometimes I just feel like there's surprise issues out there that they just don't catch on until you know the first round of people read it, and then it, you know, so it stinks if you're. A creator and you can't capitalize on yeah i guess know. there's a there's generally trades of a lot of this stuff so yeah 
you know, even if you can't read the, the monthly issue, you could conceivably buy the trade. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice to be able to have. I don't even like trades, to be honest. No. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not a fan. I like. I like to have letters pages. I like to have extra stuff in the back when I can arrange that sort of thing. And you know, whatever. And not always, but a lot of the time. Or, well, I don't know. I say not always, but man, it feels like a problem I run into more than I should. When things are bound in the trade, like they don't leave sufficient room in the gutters for the center. So you'll have shit run real close to the center of the book and like you're like it's kind of like way more tight than it should be. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Never a problem on a on a single. Yeah, it's true. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do? We can ask about back matter in Ant. I like the uh sketch galleries that Ant twelve and Ant One had. Uh, how much longer, you know, how much more gas you got to keep that going? Or when do you think that's going away? Um, I'll probably do that for a few just because uh, it exists. Nice. Um, I mean, I know people have people have offered to do stuff back there. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing because I, there's a certain amount of – people who seem to just resent that there is something else in the back of the book. Like, uh, well, when there's stories back there, there are people who are like, especially back in the day when I was running, there, there was a couple backup stories that I did that were, um, not as well received as others, let's say. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we know the one you had people who were just like, uh, just felt like oh, I gotta read it because it's here, but I just don't like that it's that it that it's here. I don't. I feel like I have to read it, and it feels like a chore to read. <laughs> Jesus, you know. People and I actually kind of, I kind of felt that way myself reading. Um, there was another book that was that we had published that had backup stories in it, and. And it's like I read the lead story fine, and then there's all this stuff in the back, and I was like, "Was it the, was it invi was it Invincible? Because Invincible had some weird backups for those first few years." Uh, I, I was actually thinking of uh, G-Man because G-Man. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like the book was around for a long time, but it had backups in it, and it's like you know, I like the G-Man stuff fine, but I'm just not I'm just not that into the other stuff so much. Well, I think it's you know it's. You know, it's bonus content. I think is and, yeah, yeah. It should be like if you want to read this, you can. Um, and it, you know, it's like was, you know, I grew up reading my dad's comics, so those always just kind of assumed uh, you're a reader, you're reading comics, you must love all comics. Yeah. So we're just gonna put random shit in the back of this, and we hope you like it. You know, um, <laughs> Silver Age DC Comics would always have, yeah, like well, Harry the Turtle was, and all that stuff. Everything was practically like a, a, a anthology back in those days. Yeah, so everything was like yeah, expected. Yeah, at like yeah the Golden Age especially it was it was really like that, and um, and and a lot of them had regular ongoing funny strips. 
because my dad had this huge long collection of uh, Captain Marvel adventures. And in the back of that, you could, you could count on there's going to be Captain Kid, which fucking sucked always. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, why does this exist? It's, it's, it's not funny. It's not entertaining at any level. But I would feel like, oh, I got to read this thing. And then, uh, and then there was uh, one-page funny strips that were in there, um, tightwad tad or whatever. <laughs> and those, those were fine, you know. They're always just the corniest jokes imaginable, but they're, they were fine. And then, uh, yeah. And then mar- modern comics just don't have that stuff at all. Yeah. It's like you get the lead story and that's all there is. It's just a lead story. And there's no, um, most comics these days don't have letters pages even. And you know, so if it's like there's no letters page and there's no back matter of any sort. Um, what the hell? Is it just going to be ads? That's, that's cool. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, reading a, a comic, you know, especially when it had like, you know, back matter or a, a soapbox. I mean, you just felt like more of a community, you know, letters, pages, a soapbox. You, you felt, I, I don't know, maybe it's just you know, people aren't young anymore and uh, that are reading comics and yeah. just don't care and go online. I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, it's super easy to do that and go online. It's like, oh, it's right there. Let's just do that, and you, and you can all talk through. Oh, did you get the new issue? Let's all talk about that right now. And then right. um, the problem gets to be for me that people will talk it through online, and then they don't send in letters. And then I'm sitting there going, "Well, what do I do?" Because I like to have there be letters pages, and I'd like really for there to be long letters pages if I can, because I like that. Right. Um, and so if people aren't writing in, it's like, oh, crap. What am I going to do here? You know, for, um, for Ant um, on, on uh, the third issue letters page, because I just I, I was running so late that I was like, I've got all these letters for issue one. Why don't I run those in issue two? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm I've got them. They're right here. So let's just run those, you know, rather than have to come up with, uh, a text page for a second issue, which is always kind of a drag because you've already said everything you wanted to say really to set up the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this, it was like, well, I've got the letters. I might as well run them in issue two. And so with issue three, I was like, well, I've, there's been all these reviews for issue one. Why don't I run those kind of as though they were letters and just have those be in the, in the third issue. So that's what I'm doing on that. So that's that's something. I suppose I could do that with Savage Dragon too, if if it came to it, and just start finding people who are do, writing reviews. I feel like the, or, the letters are flowing in Savage Dragon as of a while now. I mean, for I, I feel like it was maybe like ten years ago. There was I forget what issue it was where it was like that blank letters page. Yeah. And it was like, well, here we are. Which I actually got one letter too, but it was just like, oh, this this is an unprintable letter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't want to run this. It would just be one shitty letter, and then respond to it. 
With super long response. <laughs> <laughs> Just giant font. Yeah, huge. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, am I wrong? It does seem like the letters it's, are kind of coming in now. That I print pretty much every letter I get. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, that same guy who wrote for that un, unpublished letter, occasionally he'll write in again, and I'll be like, all right, I'm not running this either. <laughs> <laughs> Because he writes shitty letters, and he always yeah. does. They're, they're kind of, I don't know. There, there, there does seem to be a pattern of, of the kinds of letters that people will write in. One of the one of the big ones is, um, well, this is how I started reading the book. I know this is of utmost importance to you. You <laughs> want to know my history of reading your book and how I discovered it. Well. Sit back in a comfy chair and pour yourself a drink, because if I got a tale to tell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my first letter to Savage Dragon was it's just like that. that. It's always <laughs> like, oh, man. I've never read your book before, but, you know, I was in my dentist's office, and that guy is son of a renegade, and he had a copy. <laughs> uh We've been doing those. Uh, we've been doing those retros, and uh, I really relish reading those letters from back then. Because, goddamn, it felt like you guys would print anything. Some of those letter writers back in the '90s were whacked out, man. Well, and there's so many more, you know, twelve and thirteen year olds writing in. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was the cool thing about doing comics at that point is that uh, for that brief window where comics were really respectable. And that, that every kid thought he was going to become a millionaire. Um, <laughs> they would just be like, we're, we're buying comics and we're, we're reading comics. And it was, it was all like, you know, 10 and 12 year olds. And you would go to the conventions and, and you'd be like, what the hell? There's all these normal people walking around. What the hell? What's going on here? Their parents. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like regular human beings that were, that were coming to conventions for a while. And then as, gone on you know more more the the hunks of tape in the middle of people's glasses have returned and <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right my people <laughs> the basement taking it back yeah yeah that that i've never seen sunlight before tan <laughs> the guys that get super nervous yeah, yeah, that. I was like, oh, God, I can't believe. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, I wanted to pick your brain on Savage Dragon 258. I'm bouncing around, but this issue really intrigued All me. Right. I know you're a big fan of uh, a certain podcast and there this this issue is just kind of feels like it's fil- I did a little research and it's filled with easter eggs for this is it the unmade podcast or it, uh, there like- was two there was two I, I first got turned on with a podcast my son turned me on with a podcast called Hello Internet which okay. um, which when you look on the cover there's a nail and gear and that gotcha. was uh, that was from that was a hello internet thing, and then uh, and then yeah, a lot of the other stuff was just from the unmade podcast. 
which, ma- I mean, which is just like, all right, try not to make it. I, I try not to make it too intrusive that it's mm-hmm. just, you know, no more so than than when you're reading any issue and I've got a, a Toronto restaurant that you might not be familiar with. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it doesn't impact the story, but once I started digging into it and looking at it, I was like, oh, there's like just dozens and dozens of Easter eggs about this one podcast. So I was like, what is it about? What is the podcast about? And what is it that, you know, <laughs> that you like it so much? I, I, I didn't listen to I an just, episode, I, but I looked at their merch and stuff. And it's like, oh, all this stuff shows up everywhere in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is everywhere. Um Kind of what I like about it is it's just like two guys that are super old friends just can kind of get rib each other a little bit about this and that. And um, and it's just something to listen to while you're sitting there uh, staring at a blank page or not. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, initially I, I just was like, oh, they, they're always – they. There was a, uh, a, a store that was in where they lived, which was Adelaide, Australia. So these guys grew up in, as, as friends in Australia, like, you know, a million years ago when they were kids. And so as, it, as growing up in any local areas, you've got those commercials that come on TV that you listen to again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a commercial for a place called the sofa shop. <laughs> and, and so they would, they would always hear that same jingle over and over and over again. And at one point, um, one of the early episodes, they got talking about it. Um, and he played a, the jingle from the sofa shop. And then they both had it so stuck in their head that they just kind of obsessed on it. And eventually they were getting in. um, Different people would do covers of the sofa shop to (laughs) send it into their their podcast. And so they'd play this, oh, here's this reggae-style sofa shop cover. (laughs) This bagpipe sofa shop cover. Here's one played on French horns or whatever. And... And yeah, and and eventually they even when uh, when one of them was visiting the other in in Adelaide, they actually tracked down the guy who wrote the tune and the guy <laughs> who sang the tune and did and talked about it and did a new an updated re-recording of the same song. And it's like I don't know, it's it's. <laughs> Kind of this crazy thing. The premise of the of the um, podcast is two guys coming up with ideas for a podcast because they couldn't decide <laughs> what the podcast should be about initially. So it was like one of them would toss out, and and initially each one would toss out two different ideas, and then they'd talk through whatever that idea was. That's and, awesome. Um, and so it's. And and you do and it just a lot of conversations spring from that of isn't isn't wouldn't this be a funny idea to do this and and, and like that and they're good humored and, and it's just it was just an enjoyable thing to listen to. That sounds so, great. 
I just know, like, I, I was looking on, like, their merch and, like, everything in their merch today. I was like, wait a minute. Because like, I saw it all in, in the book first, you know? So I had yeah. no idea. And I remember when we were reviewing the issue, we are looking at Walter's swim trunks and we are like, what the fuck is that say? Like, I couldn't make out – we couldn't make out what the words were. And it was like, does that say Fanta? Like, what is that? Like, why? It, it was so <laughs> random. And then I saw it on the merch page, so they must have some kind of in- – that must be another inside joke on yeah, yeah, the yeah. podcast. But we were so perplexed yeah, they about – did an episode called My Favorite Piece of Clothing. And then one <laughs> they started talking about this one guy had these Fanta shorts that, that he had as a kid. And, and, and basically he had these, these shorts, and they kind of became him like – he would wear them all the time, so people would kind of recognize him from his shorts. And then at some point, he grew out of them and retired them. And then on on his birthday, the other guy had them framed and presented them <laughs> as these framed things that he could put on his wall. And so it's like, ah, uh, that's that was kind of a, so it all became like. How many of these little in jokes? Once I started getting into it, how many of these references can I stuff in here before it gets annoying? You know. Well, it, so like, like I said, if you didn't listen to it, like I, it seems, some of the things just seem like strange choices. But Hind <laughs> Dog, just the name Hind Dog. Everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> and, and those are the two hosts, right? That are the guys at the the house. Yeah, that that was. Uh, yeah, one was Tim Hine and uh, Brady Heron were the two hosts. <laughs> they so. have a pretty sweet house. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's that's totally made up. But <laughs> they, don't, they don't live uh, anywhere near each other. Um, one, li- one lives in uh, in the UK, and the other lives in is in Australia. Yeah, that so. um. That issue was a great issue, though. We, I mean, it seemed like it must have been a lot of fun to write. I mean, you kind of start off with the action with Thor and, and you know, get yeah, that. Yeah, in, yeah. But, but the adventure yeah, with I, Walter. But I, I tried to stick the, the, um, the Thor thing. I wanted to end that in the previous issue. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't for the life of me <laughs> end it. And, you know, because I would I, I always would draw the book where I the um, my letter at that at that point um, was super slow. And so he needed me to feed him like uh, basically a page at a time almost mm-hmm. because I knew that if I dropped the whole issue in his lap at the end, that it was like, OK, well, this is going to take him a week to letter it. Um so I can't ha- I can't have it that suddenly there's a whole other week on top of this. So what I, I would do is just kind of feed him as I went so that when I did get to the end, I could be like, and here's the script for the last two pages. Get those done so that this can be all out on time. And 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 so it's so uh, now it's it's a little bit different. I still write a chunk of it um or script a chunk of it but uh the new guy is like just you know if you could give me the first half of the book and then give me the second half of the book then we're, we're good to go and it's like all right 
Okay. Nice. That's a little more sane than trying to write it a page at a time. And, and so when I would be drawing it a page at a time and then writing it a page at a time, I, you know, I would get down to the end of the book and going, Oh crap. (laughs) I've got got three pages. How can I wrap this up in three pages? And with the Thor thing, it was like, there's just no way to do it. It's, it's gotta be bigger than that. So it ended spilling out into the next issue. And then the next issue became, okay, well now you've blown six pages of this story on, you know, this other stuff or five pages, whatever it was on. So now you can't get into the, uh, the stuff going on with, uh, Walter, you know, so it's like, okay, you can't get Walter in here immediately. He can't be on the splash page immediately. So initially I had intended them for to have, for them to have more of a real adventure, but, it, because I was running up against uh, the clock again, like I don't want this adventure to spill over into the next issue yet again, because that just could be this cascade of of problems where each story just is spilling into the next one and the next one. So they ended up kind of having a non-adventure where they just kind of go out into the snow and get lost and then break into somebody's place to get something to eat. And then that's the end of that. It worked good though, with them both being like, uh, you know, of a child's mind, like that's a kind of an adventure. It felt like you could actually have as a kid, you run away from yeah. home, steal some chicken, end up getting <laughs> picked up. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, in most of the time it's like, uh, nothing much really happens when you go out with your friends. So, that's all right. I haven't seen Walter since. I need to bring him back. Hell yeah. We, we know who I'm missing. I don't think we've seen Greta Gearbox in a, in a minute. Yeah, that's fucked up. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> Lay it on. I had, I had a backup story that was going to be in issue 250 that was being drawn that, that had a Greta Gearbox story in it. And I've been waiting and it's just like this this thing of these characters are now getting getting older and older and older and this story is set back back when you know when uh maddie is a tiny little kid and it's just as time goes on it's like is this ever gonna get finished for crying out loud this is unbelievable is it something that impacts the character so you can't move on with, with the character um she is gets that pretty why? fucked up in the story oh and and <laughs> so it was kind of the idea would would be like i kind of felt like she was making i mean their their world is fantastic enough that, that having there be this this extra person that's, you know, a, and we've got a robot, and we've got a friend who's a talking tiger, and we it's it eventually it's just got to be, there's too much fantastic in their life, and they kind of feel like they need a little more ordinary in their life. Like, mm-hmm. can they have friends that are just regular people friends? 
right. and, and not have everybody around them be, hey, it's another guy with superpowers. Uh, you know, I mean, that can be a problem when you've got a book like, you know, the Fantastic Four, which is like, oh, we've got four characters who all have superpowers. You know, um, if there, if there's how many supporting characters can this book actually have before you're looking at the book and like this is a mess? There's just too many goddamn characters in this. So when you when you have the a, a book like the FF, you suddenly go. So really, Johnny Storm doesn't have any supporting characters of his own at all. Reed Richards really doesn't have any friends at all. Sue doesn't have any friends at all because really the only supporting character they had was for the longest time was Alicia. You know, uh, they need then, to ground it with Willie Lumpkin. Willie Lumpkin. <laughs> yeah, Lumpkin showed up every <laughs> once in a blue moon, and then um, uh, like Wyatt Wingfoot was around a little bit. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny would have uh, occasional girlfriends. That would be in and out of the book, but some sometimes then it would be well. He's going to have a superpowered girlfriend, so you know that character would be in there, and and that book never felt right when it wasn't the the original four anyway. Right. So then it then it really becomes like okay, all these characters are getting older now. And blah, blah. Anyway, my my concern with with Savage Dragon is. You know, he's he's a guy and he's got superpowers. He's now got four kids. They've all got superpowers. And then they're going to have a, a robot maid and she's essentially got superpowers. Now they, you know, Amy's got a buddy who's a tiger. You know, well, that's, that's not usual either. And then we've got a brother-in-law who's, who's uh, got invisible skin and... and skull head and you know <laughs> and and then his uh his half sister is part of freak force which ties all those guys in there and then the only real regular friend they've got is angel murphy and she's got superpowers yeah so you know i eventually taken all together it just becomes do they know any normal human beings who aren't like tied in with something crazy? I mean, Dragon there... only ever really had Alex and Frank and the occasional yeah. girlfriend. Yep, that's true. But, uh, well, I just he had kinda... all the, but you had all the police officers too, and for yeah, a while, yeah, he had that because he that way it was like, oh, he can be part of the team at the same time that he's that he's a solo character. So I was able to kind of go both ways there and just be able to go, when I need a team, I've got unlimited number of uh, chuckleheads that I can haul in here. Right. They really made Dragon feel extraordinary. Like, you know, because he was just standing, this hulking guy standing around a bunch of just guys that could get killed any second by any of those vicious circles. Yeah, and, and did. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I am missing that element, which which was something that that the book used to have, and and you know Malcolm's been a police officer, but not enough to really get to really get that going. 
but it kind of felt like when I was doing Malcolm as a cop, like, oh, geez, man. <laughs> kind of felt like I'd played this out so much. That, that it just didn't feel like, oh, this is something new. It just felt like this is something I've done already before many times. I don't know. Malcolm, it's, as you, a man. You always want to be finding something new is the thing, is, you know, and, and kids are growing up and kids are going to school and things are changing. This, this fucking pandemic won't go away. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. It's like, uh, do I really have to drop people with masks forever? <laughs> that's no fun. You know, and I'm kind of not having them running around and with masks on when in in a lot of situations they would be just because it's like, well, that's no fun. That, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> ultimately, I mean, it'll date the book if you use it. it well, just, that's you know, just a little bit enough. It'll, kind, it'll, of the, kind of the point of Savage Dragon is to date the book, though. Yeah. You know, um, whereas Ant, I don't want to date the book. So Ant, I'm not going to address the pandemic at all. Interesting. It's just, that's just not going to be a thing. It just doesn't exist in Ant because unlike Savage Dragon, I don't want Ant set in real time. I don't want Ant aging because, uh, you know, eventually she wouldn't be able to be what she is anymore. Right. So there ends up being certain characters that I kind of have to go that route with, you know? It's like if I have the deadly duo in their 50s, it's like it's it's not the same dynamic. Right. How uh, how difficult has it been with Savage Dragon in real time when you're kind of your schedule is getting pushed back. I mean, with, with Dragon or Malcolm, it doesn't seem as big a deal. But when you're talking about, you know, young kids that grow fast, it seems like that would kind of put a strain on how you can yeah, deal with that. It's, it's, it is. And also, how much do, how much do you acknowledge these, these dates of, you know, holidays and birthdays? Um, it's like... So every September, are we going to show the kids having a birthday? And and I don't remember what month Maddie's birthday is in, but are we going to do that every year? And then are we going to mention Malcolm's birthday every year? And and uh, you know, it's like they they start stacking up, and it's like, we're, are we going to have Christmas every year? Because that's like, you know, it's one so much out of easier when Dragon didn't have a birthday, so, you know, Christmas thing. <laughs> You know, so I've ended up um, skipping a lot of birthdays unless there's significant birthdays, you know, just because it just seems like it would be nothing but but birthdays and holidays all the time if I start acknowledging all of them. Maybe do that for a year. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you give Christmas its due plenty. We uh we actually yeah. read a fin or a uh, old Savage Dragon issue where you uh promised the letter writer that you would do a Halloween issue one time. Give Halloween a chance one year. <laughs> you had it on the yeah. day by day uh, uh issue. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did do. Or the I, well, I had month one or whatever. Uh, Angel and and Mister Glum went. Uh, yeah, yeah. They went. 
you're trading as Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> so I did do that, and then, uh, that was was that the month of the election or something? How'd that work out? Some anyway, there was some craziness going on there. <laughs> I want to, um, if if you guys don't mind, I want to talk about 260 and the experiment you did there with the two letters because I don't think it's anything I'd ever seen before. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it was cool. I feel the printer kind of flubbed it when when they they printed it and messed it up. But when you actually can compare the two side by sides, the the corrected issue and, and look at Russ's. Ver- uh, Russ Wooten versus Jack Morelli's letters. It's pretty interesting to see two different letters take on the same comic, and and I, I know we had a blast, kind of going page by page and choosing who we thought was better on each page, and then you know we voted at the end of who we liked. Um, I just was wondering what your thoughts were on it, and how you thought it came out, and and um, it was a headache, yeah, I mean, or there, it was definitely a headache, especially with them misprinting the thing basically was like uh the the fair and delgado thing fell apart um he was he was really understandably tired of me uh at the end going go 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 um and he's just was having a tough time with that and always felt like, Oh, I'm being pressured to do this super quick. You never give me any lead time. And it's like, all right, I granted I'm a pain in the ass. And then, so he at the end was like, all right, if we're going to continue together, here's what I need. I need, uh, so he asked for a, a huge, uh, increase in pay plus money for, extra like double rates for splash pages, triple rates for cover. And then he, and then it was, and then the, the capper of all this was on well, understand I've got other books to do, so I can't make your priority. And it's like, fuck, I can't have, I can't both be paying you nearly double what I've been paying you. And have you make, have you be, make me a priority? Cause it's okay. like, you know, it, if if I was paying you almost twice your rate, and you would, I could count on you. That would be that would be like, all right, shit. I I guess I gotta find a way to make this happen, but uh, I I can't have both. So I needed to find somebody, and then it was like, well, crap. Who am I gonna find? Because I I love his lettering, you know, and it's like, yeah, it is awesome. I, I just I absolutely love what he has been doing with the book for this period he's been doing the book and it, and it's like and so I I was at wit's end after that whole thing fell apart and so I was like well I know Russ uh, has done the book before and um, he comes highly recommended from many people and he's done and he does a lot of stuff and he's He's quick and he's good. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, I'll have him do it. And then uh, and then what happened is I went to this comic store and got uh, Rob Liefeld had done this issue of The Shield for Archie. Right. And Jack Morelli lettered it. 
And he was kind of doing old school lettering. And so I was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I should have had this guy doing it. I should have had Jack doing it. He can kind of do that. He can kind of do what I was looking for. But I had already had already had Russ doing it. So I was like, well, can he do exactly you know the kind of thing I want? Or can he? Let me try this guy out. So, you know, I already had one guy going. I got the other guy going. And then it was like, well, you know, we always do different covers if every issue where there's the 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 pseudo marvel dress and then there's the standard image dress let's just do it on alternate inside and and have it be these two different books and 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 you know paging through it it's like all right i like this sound effect better over here i like this stuff over here i thought um i kind of thought uh that I kind of like Russ's uh, torment dialogue more. Mm-hmm. It kind of mm-hmm. seemed more more crusty and 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 cooler to me. But then I liked uh, I liked Jack's title more. I liked sort of the naturalness that he's got for the word balloons in terms of just the the other people talking. Some of um, Russ's stuff seemed a little too too stiff and and formal, you know, like the the knock on the door where it's all squared off and it's like ah, not as into that. Um, so you know, but if if Russ had followed Chris Iliopoulos, I never would. You know, it would just would have been seamless. It would just would have been like, okay, this is the style of the book. This looks fine. Off we go. Um, yeah, I, I know for us yeah, it wasn't clear cut. I mean, we were going back and forth. Yeah. Like, I there wasn't a clear like this guy all the way. It was like, well, I like 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 you said, I like this how he did. This guy did this one this way, and this guy did this sound effect this way. And you know, in the end, I think we both. I think we all said Jack. I, I don't remember. I know I did. I don't know. Yeah, that's how it shook out. Jack won, but I mean, it was squeaked by. It was like a yeah. one page victory. But yeah, the, there. There's definitely like places along the, ru- the the way where I'm like, ah, oh, I really like this lettering bit here, ah, and, I, and and this over here, and it's really like if I could just marry the two of them and, and <laughs> pick and choose different places, but yeah, it had to be a hard know, decision. When I do the trade, the trade will have Jack's version, not uh, not Russ's version. It's funny because it's just it's so interesting, uh, like how much lettering, you know, affects the look of overall comic. I mean, yes, the art is the biggest part in the draw, but lettering really like I just don't think a lot of people realize how much lettering contributes to the feel of a page. I would think if somebody else had done this experiment instead of me that you'd see an even bigger difference yeah. because I do balloon placement. Mm-hmm. So all balloons are generally in the same place as the other guy's balloons. But if these guys were both left to their own devices and having to place balloons, 
they, they may be all over the place in terms of, you know, how they think this would work and how that would work and stuff like that. So, I don't know, maybe some, maybe they're all fairly obvious choices on my end, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's not related to the lettering battle, but I just have to say, having Torment strangle Malcolm with his own intestines, badass. <laughs> I always love a good squit sound effect. <laughs> good squit. Yeah, I don't know how many people caught that uh, those last few pages I was homaging my, yeah. myself from a million years ago. The miniseries, right? Yeah, the miniseries where where Dragon and was fighting Super Patriot. Yeah, definitely caught that right away. Oh yeah, um, super fun. I love I love when you do those flashbacks with Malcolm and Dragon because they're related. So in my mind, it's just it's in his genetics to kind of act very similar to his father. Yeah. Have those similar kind of you know uh, reactions so it's always it's always cool i know you've done it a few times uh, a few of those callbacks oh it's fun this one also had a tribute cover uh not like tribute so much as it makes kind of like you were doing your spin on who's the artist help me out craig say uh, well gil kane was- gil kane yeah any reason behind that in particular, or just something you felt like doing? I, I just always love this cover. Yeah, there are a bunch great. of covers that, that uh, Gil has done over the years. There's a couple artists whose covers I just am like, ah, oh, this guy got it going on. Um, but Gil, there's been a bunch, and, and uh, Herb Trippy, there's been a few, mm-hmm. and Jack Kirby's, there's been a few, but I haven't done one yet. And uh, I find that weird. <laughs> That you haven't done one. Yeah, it is kind of weird that I haven't done. I haven't. I mean, I guess like the the two hundred one of those covers was Jack, so that one kind of counts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any. I can't think of any homage cover I did that was Jack straight up. You have um, yeah. the the sequence oh, homage. With uh, Sinkevich, whatever, sorry. Um, I don't recall you ever doing an homage of another artist interiors besides like Kirby or oh, am I off there? Time. I'm just really yeah. clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I am not above swiping. <laughs> I mean, that one though is not you trying to hide anything. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah, that obvious. Really super blatant, and, and you were supposed to catch it. But. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I don't know if there's anything else in here I could point to and say, yeah, rip this off. But, I mean, it's it's not like I do it every single issue all the time, but but occasionally there will be definitely something where I'm like, oh, this needs a little something from somebody. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was too busy swiping myself in this issue to. <laughs> what did the um the idea for uh, making 259 a north force zero variant come from uh i saw that that was kind of new that you've never done i think 
Um, yeah, that one was, I think it was just because I wanted to do the, uh, the pages in the back. The profiles. Yeah, I wanted to do all the profiles, and I had already had other stuff that was going to be in there. So it's like I knew I was going to be having their secret identities and, and detailing some of that stuff. So uh, then it became, all right, well, I want to, I want to do a, a bit of this stuff and shove it in the back. And how can I... How can I do that? And yeah, I mean, there's there's not much difference in in terms of story content. There's what there's a voiceover, right? In the North Force, mm-hmm. and then there's not in the regular issue. And then I think that's and then the title is different. But I think other than that, uh, there's not much that's different. What do you think, like, the reaction? Are there people out there expecting a North Force, like, uh, continuing series? Or is there confusion on that end of, like, the zero <laughs> and the nothing? Um, well, yeah, no, there hasn't been that much. I know that there's been people who who have uh, been interested in seeing it. I've had a couple people who said, if you want to do one, then I'd I'd be willing to draw it, but um, cool. The the problem is I don't really have like a million uh, North Force stories necessarily. Um, so it's like I I could do a mini series, and you know I was thinking of oh, I could do a mini series where they're they're on their way to wherever the hell they're on their way to at the end of this issue. And just ha- keep doing flashbacks of, and this is how we met, and this is how this character first ran into this character, and stuff like that, and then get to, okay, now we're having the, the right now, this is happening adventure, and then take it from there. But I don't know. It's, it sort of seems like the, some of it's a far gone conclusion anyway, but. We'd well, they're going to go someplace <laughs> and then probably going to live and, and come back and be fine. Uh, buy the shit out of that, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Tootsie and North Force on an adventure? Hell yeah. Is that, I mean, is it something that you're thinking of or is it kind of just. I yeah. laid out a few pages with the idea that that might happen, but I don't know that that will ever happen. Do you um, do you notice uh, like a bigger bump in sales in Canada when you have like a North Force Zero or something? Is there any way to track that? All. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any idea what goes on there. <laughs> <laughs> Having Raptor be the old woman was very inspired. Uh, that was a good twist. I liked. Yeah, there's a few that I thought were, were kind of fun. To, to do just because you wouldn't expect like oh I wasn't expecting you know the, the guy who's the, the the main dude to be um, you know who I I think all of them were like they're I wasn't these these they're called secret identities like the guy said you know it's like if they all look like how you expect them to look then they're not very <laughs> They're, they're not very secretive anymore, you know? So it was, it was kind of fun to, 
to monkey around with stuff. Yeah, yeah def- grizzly definitely. Grizzly raptor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you expect like the guy who's like jet not to be, you know, some bulky dude. I expected him to be more like the bear or, you know, like grizzly or something. It's just uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, and, then, and just, just having a girl change into grizzly, I thought would would be, you know, there's no reason this could be a, a, a female bear instead of a male bear. Yeah, and like Raven said, raptor is just some really old woman with a walker. She turns into this like <laughs> agile, like you know, <laughs> crazy yeah. uh, clawing character. And then uh, I guess is the Canadians is that his skin that's just like pale white like that? Um, no, that's not his skin at all. He's wearing he's completely masked up. He's oh, just got right. a little little mask underneath his mask, so gotcha. that you can see his his actual skin. Glad you asked that, Craig. I was like, is that makeup? Does he like make his mouth up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, you know, like how uh, Mr. Miracle has has a has this, it, it's just his face the way it is. I right. tried to do his mask where 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 I didn't show the lines where the mask was, and it just looked weird. It didn't look quite white, quite right. So I was like, I, I'm going to have a mask hole, but I'm just going to have it be white inside and. People can scratch their heads. <laughs> Great diversity on the team too. Like, I mean, I feel like you really have like a, a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life in North Force. Yeah, and I tried to spread them out across the uh, the, the country, so you got different characters from different areas and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll try try my best. <laughs> Grizzly's definitely sure. coming out as a fan fave, I think. That dude rules. <laughs> yeah, I like I like I, I the this sequence I I started drawing was the, the the other members of the team discovering her in a bar because she's like you know, somebody comes up to her and pinches her ass in the bar and she just flips out and punches him, but turns into a bear in the middle of a bar. So it's like, oh, that's that's a cool visual. I <laughs> <laughs> also love all the shots of, like, the sole of, of Grizzly's boot. Those are always great. It's <laughs> like the little treads. Uh, there's, there's some fun stuff here. Like this page where there's like a bunch of floating ads. That's kind of a Gil Kaney kind of thing. I was looking at some. It's I, I don't I don't think it's ripping off anything specific, but I, I definitely had Gil on the brain when I was doing that. And just you know trying to come up with interesting visuals of people talking is, is can be complicated. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I got five pages in a row where people are just kind of you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, you know, okay, well now let's, oh, it's actually eight pages. Jesus. 
you know, that's it's like, how am I going to do this so it doesn't just read as as super boring looking? Like, how do, how do I break this up? It's it's funny that you mentioned that because we definitely noticed that because I remember when we reviewed this issue and we talked about how you're really good at just kind of moving the camera around so it's just not the same kind of view of the same heads talking and how it it really impacts like the experience of reading it 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 does make it fun it, it's i hate when you know people don't move the, the quote-unquote camera around it's just so static and yeah. to see those different yeah. views like modern artists feel clever when they like draw like a same pose and then just draw different faces and I'm like, bro, we know Photoshop and Clip Studio exists. Like, you're not impressing anybody. <laughs> Move that goddamn yeah. camera around, please. Uh, do something. Oh, wow. It was funny as yeah. we reviewed it. Uh, I was telling the boys, I said, that's talking heads is like the great sin of comics. Like, you just never want to have talking heads pages. And it's uh, like Craig said, you had all those great like uh, solutions and like to, you know, not have it be visually boring. But then hilariously, you literally had a splash page of talking heads. And yeah. it was like one of the more <laughs> awesome pages. I was like, oh, that's funny as shit. Yeah. And it was sort of like, uh... <laughs> uh... The head stack. And look at all those balloons. Damn it. I really put fair to work on that one. It's like, <laughs> and then I got pages here where it's like, oh, and here's a double page spread where there's no dialogue at all. And it's like, all right, I'm still paying him for that, too. So, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well. How are you? Um, sorry, huh? good. I was going to say, how are you Go feeling ahead. about uh, 2022 in terms of the comic, the pace? I mean, how you feel like you're getting back on track? Um, I, it feels like it. it feels like I'm kind of slugging my way through this, but it's, you know, it's a slug. Um, two, 261 kind of sets me up real nicely for 262 where that's, that's not going to be an issue where I'm sitting here going, I don't know what to do because I've, I've got a lot of knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helps. Uh, and then with Anne, at least initially, there's there's a lot of incorporating the kinds of things that uh, that Mario had had set up before. So part of that is just he's got all these pieces that are scattered throughout his series that he did with the character. Can we put those? Those, the parts of that that matter in some kind of chronological order and then uh, take it from there. So there's a, so, so a lot of that stuff is kind of will be me uh, straight up ripping off Mario and then, uh, you know, putting those things in, in that, in that kind of order then, and writing a script to go along with that. So the, that that also feels like uh, it, it's it's not so much what do I do, <laughs> <laughs> which is always the, you know the the problem is that the, the what, what the hell 
Um, and, and but again, the the problem with that is just I got to accomplish a lot in in a fairly quick order because I got to get this all set up so that uh, issue three can be the spawn stuff, which is like that seems kind of like it should be farther along than than it is. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all works. But at this point, it's it seems possible. But, but you know, it seemed like that when I started this whole nonsense. So let's see. <laughs> Artistically, um, you know, you had uh, mentioned in the past that your natural default style uh, leans towards like a cleaner style. Uh, And of course, like we talked about Ant uh, 12 and 1 and, you know, we thought we didn't know what to think, you know, were we going to love it or hate it or whatever. But I think it landed pretty damn good with us. Has it been more liberating to sort of work in a cleaner style? Does that feel more freeing or, you know, fun? Uh. Yes and no, because there's pieces where I where I know I would be able to lean on the other stuff, and there's places where it feels like oh this is this is a little too empty at times. Mm. How am I how am I going to make this work? Um, so that those there's occasional challenges which uh, which have been challenging. Um, but, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you work around that stuff, and then you you find something else to bellyache about. So, <laughs> but on, on top of it, you are coloring it yourself as well. So it's got to be taken. Yeah. I mean, so whatever time you save on, you know, the inking or your pencils is you're losing it on coloring, right? Uh, to an extent. The coloring generally goes fairly fast. Um, Mike's doing flats for me, but I'm having him do black and white flats. So okay. it's all gray tones. Because uh, I didn't want to be influenced by his color choices. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so yeah, it's just a whole other, whole other thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm one of those colorists where I'm like, what about green? What about yellow? <laughs> just keep dropping. <laughs> just like, God damn it. I, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm eventually this stuff is going really quick. But, Do you um, fuck with colors? Also, I'm doing flat colors in it. So that that is, that's a time saver where I'm not going crazy with all sorts of gradients and stuff. I've done it, I think, in the first... Story issue twelve. I think I used one gradient in the whole issue, and then uh, with the first issue, I've got I've got uh, gradients. Just I think I just did a couple skies that have gradients in there. Oh no, no, the the buildings in pages two, three have something going on too. Uh, but I'm trying to. Trying to be really like strip it down, keep it simple, keep it simple. Don't go too crazy with it. Um, I'll probably start doing more knockouts, which I didn't really do much of in the first issue. I don't know that I did any in the first issue, other than these characters. You know, when they're too far away, then it's like, all right, you can all be great. That's fine. 
It looks good. I mean, we loved it. There was there's kind of like your coloring is kind of like a lot of pastels and stuff, which I don't know if you were like shooting for that or whatever, but I mean, it just instantly looks different than Dragon. Yeah, no, that was the, the the notion was to have it look really different from Dragon. So you're not looking at it going, oh, this is just the same old shit, mm-hmm. but, but in a different book. It's like, no, I want this to visually really look different. Um, so that was that was very much the intent is to have these two just feel as different as they can, you know, and, and, it, and it helps that I'm kind of emulating some of the uh, late 80s, 90s uh, kind of panel borders in Savage Dragon again, which I wasn't doing for most of the series, but suddenly I've got double borders on stuff or craggy borders or, or whatever. So anyway, it should be should be fine. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's always this, this how's this gonna work? We'll see. We'll see how it works. Well, and like you said, it will evolve as you kind of get your feel for it and what you like and don't yeah. like once it's printed. Yeah. You know, but but part of it is you know finding colors that that uh, ant really pops against, and it's like okay, well those are going to be somewhat muted colors, and not so there won't be a lot of solid blues and solid other colors because I want her to kind of be the most intense thing on the page. So we'll see, we'll see how it works. I mean, I, I kind of made a mistake of having Daredevil be in, our, in that first story because, like, well, he's going to be solid red too. So how's this going? <laughs> <laughs> was was so you did the layouts for that issue twelve, and they've and you reuse those. Those are the ones that that um yeah. I just I just Mario was going to use. Yeah, because Mario just went off the reservation when he did his was he was he only did one page but he had reinterpreted it in a uh, crazy kind of way and <laughs> uh, and then he wasn't it just seemed like this is never going to get done if i if i just leave it up to him was, so the, was, like, uh, was daredevil in that book as like the charlie echo character who's going to be that like when you did the layouts originally, was that Charlie yeah. Echo? Yeah, initially. Uh, well, initially the uh, Mario had a first seven pages that were done. Okay. So when I when I came to him, it's like he he's got this chunk of it that's done, um, and then beginning in page eight. So it's like I need to end this story in in between eight and twenty. Here's this, and it'll end the story. And then it was, oh, now he's lost those files because he's his computer is no longer there, and whoever, you know, for whatever reason, those weren't available anymore. So then it was, okay, now I don't have those first seven. I need to come up with a new seven, and I can't use uh, Charlie Echo anymore. So I need hit to get him out of this immediately and so it was like well the clear easiest way to do that is just to kill him in panel one when in a big explosion so you know i don't have to draw his costume i don't have to 
do anything and just get him the hell out of the story. And, you know, and then when Daredevil shows up and it's like, all right, he's just another character that's taking up the same physical space as the. It worked well. I mean, I tried to get through the, the image ant series and it was kind of tough. I just kind of poked around here and there because I had the issues. I went back and bought them. And I think when you first announced you were going to do ant and, uh, I had like the first three when they came out and that's kind of where I stopped, but it's, it's kind of hard to get through that initial series. It, I don't, I don't it's know. It's such a weird thing because it, it has its moments, which I, which I like. And then it's got all this stuff, which I, I'm not as fond of. And then it's every writer on there is, is putting a lie to what the other guy did before him. Right. And it, at one time, one of the issues, it was kind of making it like, oh, yeah, those first three issues didn't even happen. It was like, well, what the hell, man? Right. You started off the book and, and those ones don't count? What What's going on here? Um, so, you know, when I'm retelling the story, it's like, well, what parts of this even count anymore? Plus, I mean, Dragon is in his first, is in one of his early issues in the, in some flying car with, with Mr. Glum. It's like, well, that dates this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And plus the way that the, he had written this, the, the stuff later on, he was tying it in. He, he really wanted it to seem as though Ant had been there since the beginning of Image. So right. he was like, let's set a bunch of this stuff in 1992. And it's like, well, is your character going to be in her 40s? I mean, this doesn't doesn't work anymore. You can't really do this. Right. She's like fighting in Baghdad, right? Like an Operation Storm or something. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's like, oh, this, this can't work. It doesn't, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. You know, unless I'm going to set her story in, in the 90s and just keep it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And doesn't know what the internet is. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's such a nightmare. All right. Well, listen, guys, it is the, the, that magic time when I have to turn into a pumpkin. Well, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks for <laughs> answering all our insane questions. All right. And uh, uh, hopefully uh, we will not wait so long to have you on again. Uh, we said yeah, that every time, Jim. This again, real soon. I think we'll make up then, for it more this time, though, for real, real. Uh, we'll get we'll get you back right. sometime in the new year for certain. All right. Thank you. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. Good talking to you again, and I'll be in touch. All right. See. Bye. Well, that was a fantastic interview. I mean, as always, it's a super pleasure to have Eric on the show. Uh, you know, we will seriously make an effort in 2022 to have him on a little more frequently. Um, but, you know, uh, it's always a pleasure. Great to have him on there. Love to get those additional insights and stories that he always brings us. And, uh, you know, now I think we're to the part of the show where we're going to just take, you know, not long, but it's uh, end of the year, and I'm kind of wanting to know what uh, Craig and Jim thought about generally uh, Savage Dragon in 2021. Lay it on me, fellas. How, what's your general, like, broad picture views? Standout moments, you know, things you wish there was more of, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm looking for. Well, uh, 
Well, we all probably wish there was more of or more issues. But, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric had those struggles with the writer's block, which hopefully, with a little luck, are in the past. Uh, but I do think the issues that we did get in 2021 were exceptional. Uh, yeah. Think, think about it. This year we got Faco, who we all know. Uh, and we got the return of Thor. And we mm-hmm. had a fun road adventure between Walter and Amy. Yeah. And, of course, we got to meet the... The amazing group of North Force, mm-hmm. and uh, Return of Tantrum, yeah, Torment, Wait, Torment, the other T one, yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I can't agree anymore. Uh, I feel like even though it was just five short issues, I feel that this year was packed with eventful moments, character introductions. Paul got his robot arm. That's true. He did get his arm chewed off. Actually, he got his arm chewed off right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Which was a big was, was a big thing because of course uh, we had, I think we all had speculated that Paul didn't have the regenerative abilities of Dragon, so seeing that yeah. play out, you know, in such a visceral fashion was was a shock. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shocks, we got to see Malcolm go Super Saiyan against Thor, and that was fucking great. <laughs> that whole Thor thing is pretty fun. Uh, yeah, especially since he got to beat up on North Force uh, in particular, and of course uh, the death of Miki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was huge. Unfortunate. Yeah, huge, huge loss. Well, I mean, it's huge in that, think about it, like, Thor immediately started blaming Malcolm. Now Thor has, like, a fucking vendetta against well, Yeah, Malcolm. that's what I mean. It's it's his son. And so, again, another death at the hands of Malcolm, inadvertently, at least. But It's even nice. That, funny you mention that, Craig, because, like, as I was rereading them, for the show, I was just like, you know, we always poke fun at Malcolm being, you know, Malcolm the murderer. But, like, you know, it kind of, like, it fucked with Malcolm a little bit that, it, uh, you know, he was more or less involved in Miki's death there. It, it was a nice character moment. Right. I, I got to agree with you guys, though. There, so much, I mean, we're only talking about five issues. But, again, it's a lot happened. The return of Mako, for a while we didn't, you know, we saw him floating in that quote unquote back to tank let's or whatever. be real he's still not mako right no fako <laughs> but you still have a, a mako like character you have thor now so you, you got like two old school baddies that are kind of back they're fan favorites yeah then you get Walt, you know an episode or an issue with walter who's becoming the new fan favorite yep. you get north force which we got a north force zero out of which was pretty cool has Alex ever made it to the uh, wedding altar? Oh, that's right. I forgot they got married. Yeah. That's a big deal. I mean, yeah, think about uh, it. Like Alex... You know what? I can't remember if she actually married uh, uh, No, they Chris just filled around. I, well, no. I mean, remember there was that whole oh, Chris. where they... Remember Chris? They were together yeah. for like a while, and I can't remember what they're... I'm pretty sure they were just broke up, ultimately. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, she finally got her fairy tale ending and married Dragon. Sloppy yeah. seconds. <laughs> the, no. the seconds meaning Paul. <laughs> I, I mean, the the we just got finished talking about it with Eric, but the whole issue two sixty with the two letters was a real yeah. fun issue. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Duel and banjos. Two letters, North Force Zero. Like it's it's funny all the. Uh, you you were saying that, Craig. It's funny all the eventfulness just even around the book. 
like not even necessarily in the book, but like the eventful stuff that happened even just around Savage Dragon. Yeah, including the final, finally the uh, the arrival of the Ant series. Yeah, which we've been waiting on for years now. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, Larson's been busy. You know, for for. All. And when you look at this year, the first half of the year was went pretty well. I mean, yeah. we were getting them. At least one, the longest was like a two month period until we hit like June. And then it was three months until we got an issue in September. And it's now, you know, we're now getting on another, what, three months or or so for the next issue. So it's really been the last half of the year. Uh, And again, I don't know how much is that is tied with, you know, the letterer, Eric's writing block, uh, the printing issues. Um, but it does stink not to get new issues. And it does slow down this podcast because we're not getting the new issues to review. I guess we could do retros. But, you know, we've all, a side note, had had eventful kind of uh, end of the year issues yeah. going on as well. So big, there's been big changes for us behind the scenes. Um but I mean, hopefully, with 2022, we can get back more into our normal pace. Let me throw this out here real quick. Um, friend of the show, Matt Hickman, uh, mentioned in the very frequented, you know, we mentioned on the show all the time, uh, Eric Larson Savage Dragon fan group on Facebook. Uh, friend of the show, Matt Hickman, mentioned that also, you know, we had Vanguard uh, over at Big Bang. Uh, Big Correct. Bang, and, yeah. yeah, and then you also had the uh, Captain Tootsie, Captain Marvel, Big Bang comic. Yep. Uh, yep. So it's and those were this year, and so it's like you know there was just actually a lot more on the table when you add Ant and you add the Big Bang Adventures. Uh, there was a lot more to sort of chew on than you might think. You had the Savage Dragon uh, covers on crossover, cover on crossover, and then you had Eric Larson covers on uh, Geiger and Firestarter. Is it Firestarter? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, so there's a few other extra things. I mean, it, it doesn't compare to getting a new issue of Dragon, but did correct. you uh, did you say crossover? Is that I what think, it's called? I think crossover got a cover too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Crossover oh, okay. with the Dragon. The Eric Larson dragon set. It was actually Savage Dragon on the cover, which made it even more sweet. It wasn't just Eric Art. Right. Well, wait, what was the third one? I remember. I, I remember. Uh, Geiger. Geiger. And, and Firestarter. And Firestarter. Firestarter. The, the Kirkman, Kirkman Samney uh, issue 12. Was it 12? Yeah. Firestarter or Firepower? Firepower. Oh, You're sorry. Right. Firepower. Okay, that makes more sense now. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got it. I dropped hey, that book. <laughs> we're trying to keep it tight. I want to know, you guys, your top uh, 2021 moment from this year. Like, wh- Which, to you, ranked the standout of those five issues? Oh, it's tough, man. You want me to go to so you can kill time? You can go kill some time. I got to look through. Torment fight. Torment choking Malcolm with his own guts. Ah, uh, yes. It was just over the top. And I think that that was just all overall just a salt. I mean, a year of good fights. I mean, goddamn, that Thor fight was hot. But, like, that was just such a great thing because it just really illustrated, like, here's Torment. And he's, like, all, you know, he's afraid to even bust a bubble. And then, boom, 
Next thing you know, he's strangling Malcolm with his own guts. And I was just like, holy Toledo. To me, that's 2021's top moment. Hope that bought you enough time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to go with... Hind dog getting his chicken stole. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of options here, but I think wait, where to go? Um, shoot, Greg, do you got one yet? I, I'm just gonna go. It's probably the most boring answer, but the Thor fight, uh, just because. I mean, you look at issue two fifty seven, and even just with a throwaway character like that Grunhilda character, that that mm-hmm. splash page kills it with the snow. She mm-hmm. looks awesome. The fight, losing Mickey, like Thor just ripping out Ragnarok's eyes, a, a character that, you know, was a nice little callback to that issue with Ant when, when uh, the Illuminati was stealing the gods' bodies. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Just, you know, just Thor in general, pulling the eyes out and jamming it into his face. There's like a, <laughs> he looks so psychotic with like the blood dripping down his eyes, you know. Right. Uh, and just the way uh, Mickey was just kind of, his face was just blown apart by Thor's hammer. Right. Uh, just absolutely shocking and just couldn't have happened to a better villain. <laughs> yeah, it was really tough for me, man. That was almost my number one, Craig. I love that cover with like just the hammer coming down on, on Malcolm. The power of that. It's just yeah, it was such a cool, cool uh, issue. And honestly, we had speculated what would happen against uh, Malcolm versus Thor for a while, so it was a huge payoff. Yeah, it was us. like lightning power versus you know, <laughs> lightning thunder. versus lightning. <laughs> we, we were we were hyped. So, Jim, you you there yet, man? Yeah, you, okay. okay. Um, it's kind of an odd pick, but I really like uh, an issue uh, um, two fifty nine mm-hmm. when Captain Tootsie shows up and uses his beam to disintegrate all the rock men. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> it's a cool visual wavelengths. Yeah, yeah, with the waves coming off with the inver- with the inverted colors. Tootsie's the man with the plan, dude. It was good to see him back too, because he was kind of yeah, he'd been gone like for a MIA. little while. Yeah, one assumes to space with yeah. North Force. Oh wait, so- no shit, that was where he started <laughs> that journey. Yes, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh. Yeah, no, it seemed like, yeah, basically we hadn't seen him since, I think, since Scourge died. Or at least not. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Could... Let me ask you, like, again, trying to keep it tight. So, you know, 2021, it's in the history books. It was a slim year. I'm going to eliminate you from saying more issues of Savage Dragon because mm-hmm. that's just kind of obvious. Give me some hopes and dreams. Something you would like to see from the book in 2022. For you me, cannot say more issues. <laughs> for me, it's 264. I want it to be a banger. This the story of Paul cover where we're mm-hmm. learning about Paul Dragon. Right. I'm yes. just really, really looking forward to it, and I want it to be super awesome. I, agree. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an important issue. I think. Uh, I I keep looking at that cover and just. I'm waiting because it's got all the old characters kind of running at you. Mm-hmm. It's showing uh, uh, um, is it Rich Johnson and and 
Paul Dragon. Is it Rich? No. What's uh <laughs> It's bleeding cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh what's uh what's his name? Uh the Johnson, the you know Oh, the ugly one. No, no, no. The the father. Oh <laughs> You putting me on the spot like oh, this? Oh <laughs> god, people are gonna skewer me for not knowing. But anyway. Fake fan. Yeah, uh, it's him. It's showing how him and Dragon William. separated. William Johnson, Jesus yeah. Christ! How <laughs> William Johnson and Dragon are separating on the cover. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The Bronze Man's on there. It's just, I just want to see it. I want to know what it's about. Very At nice. last, all the secrets revealed. I mean, how can you not want to purchase that off the rack when you see that? Yeah, dude, that's a strong ass pick, Jim. What do you want? It's oh. anything you want. Other than more issues. Can't say that. Uh, with me, it's hard to say. I mean, there's stupid stuff I want, like more Seeker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Let it just, go. I just, whatever Eric wants to do is what I want, is really how it always boils down. I mean, I. I how magnanimous of you. I mean, there's, you know, there, well, I joke about the Seeker, but there's certain villains I always want to see come back, but you can't just bring the same villains back all the time. Like, I love Neutron Bob, but he doesn't need to come back every day. <sighs> like, like Craig, I'm kind of excited for that, that Paul issue. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious if it's going to be, like, mostly flashback or if he's, if Eric's going to do something, like, really interesting with, like, the present day, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, it would be cool if it was, like, all black and white. If it's like all flashbacks, if the black, if the if like the flashback sequences were black and white, like graphic fantasy, exactly. <laughs> That's, That's how nice, you know dude. it's in the past. That's not. Nice. There was no color in the past. Do you think that he will try to emulate the art style of the past? If there's any like flashbacks, I think the cover is a good indication that maybe not. I think he may just want to do it his current way and not go too crazy on that score. Uh, it would be interesting to see him try, but I, I think it's pretty tough for artists to like regress like that intentionally. Dude, I am so stoked to see like Flash Mercury style dragon. Yes. <laughs> Even without like the more like the one on the cover is more like the Batman instead of the needle nose, but I mean, I don't know. I hope we get some good splashes I, of I'm, old school dragon. I'm kind of curious what's going to be going on with the vicious circle. Now that Dart's dead and like, uh, like, um, Rogue Warrior, Rogue Warrior's been arrested, oh. and like, you know, now Bugs taking care of uh, the the Dragon Kid, you know Barry. that that hmm? Barry, yeah, is it Barry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that stuff is. Wait, no, not Barry. Barry's the other. Is no, Barry? Barry's dead, right? Barry's Battle Axe's kid. Yeah, he, he he's Dark Dragon's kid. He's dead. Gotcha. This is a different kid. This is a, a Dark Shark kid. Right, right. I've forgotten. Uh, I do kind of hope to see that kind of continue. Um, the vicious circle like reorganize itself, but of course we got covers coming up that suggest that Malcolm and Paul are going to be fighting somebody. Hilariously, Malcolm predicted a gang war in issue two fifty six. Did he? Yeah, he's sitting in the hospital bed. He's like, guess there's going to be an all-out gang war now that well, Dart's dead. I mean, on 262's cover, he's definitely fighting Vicious Circle villains. Yeah. So, it's definitely... Oh, and it says, joins, they join forces to take down the Vicious Circle. So, do you guys think the Vicious Circle... Will be definitively, uh, definitively defeated? No fucking yeah. way. They're fucking cockroaches. 
Now that wouldn't that be fucking berserk though? Like if they just if he writes the vicious circle out of the book, talk about some end of an era shit. Do you think Mako takes over the throne of the vicious circle? I kind of really kind of hate Fako, so I <laughs> I'll be honest. Sorry, Eric. I I'm not a big fan of how you brought Mako quote unquote back. Uh, I think it's a little bit. Um, you not, hate blood. It's just not that interesting to just have a guy become the spitting image of Mako. <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's got to be another wrinkle to it for me to get invested. Sorry. Maybe he'll he grow needs, on you. He needs a croissant fan like Paul. <laughs> That'll help. Mako help comes with just like a shark fin on his head. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help Jim keep him separate. Um, we're moving along in time, trying to keep it tight. I just want to throw my hope out. You ready? You ready for an 11th hour? Let's hear what it. the hell? I want in 2022, I know this is not going to happen, but I want post invincible invincible to have a cameo. Wait, but there's a time skip in there that doesn't, there's like doesn't thousands matter. of years in the f- fucking future. No, no. I'm not saying that it has to make any kind of like, oh, this also, is also, he's not allowed, issue. he's not allowed on earth. Hey, I'm saying. Make it work. You're, it's a comic, dude. There's a different reality. I, I, support, <laughs> I suppose North Force and Captain Tootsie could hang out with him. There's a robot maid and a tiger friend. I'm just saying anything can happen. See, if you want to do that, you got to have Drag Malcolm hang out with his the, the the daughter character whose name escapes me at the moment. Girl Vincible. Her, yes. <laughs> Well, I know it's not going to happen. If you want a more realistic one, I would like to see Ant and Malcolm. Sorry, I'm, sh- I'm shooting you down because I'm a I I adhere to canon, Mister Perez. It's just what a hater. It's who I so am. I hope, the, I hope the seeker never shows up. Yeah. Well, don't I hope worry. He's done. He won't. <laughs> no, I guess my non pie in the sky wish is for Ant and Malcolm to have a crossover moment in 2022. Let's that go ahead and just cool. get that synergy going, dude. That's it. That's mine. Yeah. Well, um, so there's your look back on 2021. There's your hopes and dreams and your defining moment. Is there anything else that you fellas would like to uh, throw out there in regards to sort of a year, you know, end of the year or next year? Like anything you're thinking? Well, I'm getting real excited about comic books. There's a whole bunch of really cool ones that have been announced for the new year that I'm really, really stoked for. You may give us two. <laughs> well, right off the top of my head, two. Um, apparently, uh, Kurt Busiek is bringing back uh, um, Aerosmith, which was a comic from right. the early yep. 2000s. I believe that was announced for certain. Plus, I think the return of Astro City is imminent as well. Yeah, um, I saw that one. Because he moved all of that to Image. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be coming out from Image. I believe that it's going to be like graphic novel format. But it's just really excited to get more books uh, from him because I, I've never read a bad Kurt Busiek book ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm always excited about that. There was another book I was really stoked on, but like usual, I've forgotten it, which is unfortunate. Let me look that up while you guys ramble. Uh, Craig. Give me two things that you're excited for about 2022. Uh, honestly, it's a weak answer, but just to get more podcasts, FinCasts in, I feel like we've been kind of slacking. But 
I want to get through some retros, and I think we have it in us. You know, there's a whole pile of of good Freak Force comics. I'm hoping to get guys like uh, Augie Dablik on, and uh, I, I mean, I know we've talked about we have a kind of a pretty cool announcement for our anniversary as being 10 years on on the fincast which i'm yes. not going to spoil it yet we but. uh we should have mentioned at some point that we've actually entered our 10th year of existence as of november since uh, i don't think we podcasted very much in november i don't think it came up and i i mean i think people are going to be shocked to hear what our special announcement is unfortunately this is not the time to announce it but Hopefully uh, soon. We've been yeah. we've been working our butts off on something really, really cool, and I think if everything pans out right, it'll be a, it'll be freaking awesome. It'll be. We hired a girl to recreate the Maxine. <laughs> That's She's right. Cute. You're gonna like her. She's got freckles. It's nice. It's true. <laughs> it's a one of a kind. It's a one of a kind. Digital experience from your friends at the Savage Fincast. But yeah, I mean, those are are what I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, to finally be able to discuss our our, uh, thing that we're putting together and to kind of celebrate our 10 years as a podcast, which I don't think we've really, you know, like Jim said, we haven't really talked about it. And I think over the next few months we can start hyping ourselves and giving ourselves a pat on the back for putting this out. Yeah, man. Um, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I think that uh, there's some incredible stuff coming for our 10th year. And on a personal note, I never thought I would do this, but uh, I finished collecting Savage Dragon proper. And then because of the retros, I actually went and bought every single Savage Dragon side comic. So nice. I, yeah. So it's like, that's a milestone. I literally never would have crossed without you guys and the show giving me a boot in the ass to do it. And, uh, I feel so fantastic about having this material that before I just, I just had attitude. I just didn't care. It wasn't by Eric. I didn't want to read it. And thanks to the show, I've been really enjoying these retros. I've been really enjoying this like freak force. And even though, Augie, we beat up on it. I still love it. Uh, TMNT, like all that stuff just really has hit me in a way that I never thought it would. And I went out this year, got every last thing. So, oh man, just feels so good. I'm so excited to go over that stuff with you guys. Yeah, I've uh, I was, I've been working on that myself, although I've been having a lot less luck lately. I've got some issues in the, in the 30s of Savage Dragon I've not been able to get my hands on. Uh, mm. Specifically, the one uh, one of the spawn issues mm-hmm. has just not turned up on me for me, uh, and I, I I got most of the spinoff stuff. I think I'm missing a dart issue. I think is the main one I'm missing. Oh, I got dupes. Let me know, dude. <laughs> I, I bought. Who the hell has dupes of dart? Oh, me. I bought <laughs> some of that stuff three times. I bought Savage Dragon Ooh. God War three times. Uh-huh. I bought. That's probably one of the harder miniseries to find, though, because it's getting towards the later years of Dragon. I bought Deadly Duo twice. I bought a bunch of Deadly Duo issues, like, accidentally twice because uh, the logos are identical, and I couldn't remember which number three I had. Yeah, for sure. Jim, did you get your uh, 
second thing there? Uh, no, although I did find one, another comic I was interested in. It's called uh, Step by Bloody Step. This is an image comic uh, hmm. by uh, C. Spurrier and okay. uh, uh, Mateus uh, Bergara. It's, it, it looks like it's a, it's like a giant robot kaiju thing, but it's nice. like, I can't, I can't really describe it like easily. No elevator pitch for us, man. It's like a, I think there's like a, maybe a commandy aspect to it as well. Cool. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah. 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 I'm not seeing the actual series description, but the, the cover looks cool and the art looks good. Spurrier's name tickles me as familiar. What's his big I Would Know Him series? Oh, that's tough, man, because I don't know if you would have. See, I know him from 2008. Okay. Uh, Gutsville. Enough. Did you read Gutsville? No, I didn't. But just to know he's a 2000 AD guy is good enough. Um, That's a hell of a lineage. Because he d- he's done a lot of Marvel stuff, DC stuff in the most recent years, which you're not going to be familiar with at all. Uh, That's to right. fair, I barely am. I guess uh, Six Gun Gorilla. Okay, there you go, dude. I know Six Gun Gorilla. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Um, hey, guys, you know, I think we're pretty uh, tight on time. Uh, like, you know, last call for thoughts, sentiments, anything you want to throw out there. I think I said it all. I'm just, like I said, looking forward to the new year. Me too, man. This 10-year anniversary of ours, just nothing but awesome things ahead. I think 2022 is going to be a kick-ass year for Savage Dragon fans, and it is also the 30th image uh, anniversary I think that's going to energize Eric more than he thinks. And uh, I'm really excited. I can't wait to do more shows with you guys, for sure. Sweet. Same here. Well, thank you for listening, Savage Fincast listeners. Uh, Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Eric. I guess that's it. Yep. Talk to you. Thanks for listening. Talk at you later. Talk to you for listening. Thank you later.